0: High school. Um, it seems like this is similar, but it's completely different. Uh, I probably should be more comfortable up here, but, but I'm not. Um, there's a big difference between preaching God's Word and teaching people how to do math so. uh, or run a 24 so. uh So, also, with that being said, if I get on to you for being on your phones. <laughs> it's just reaction It's instinct at this point So, so sorry in advance for that um, Most of you could probably do a much better job At this than I would um, But when Josh starts bugging you sometimes You just say yes The good news though It probably won't take too long um, If any of you heard about me and Allie's wedding It lasted seven minutes On the dot <laughs> And uh, if any of you went to baccalaureate A couple years ago when I preached I think it clocked in at five and a half minutes. So. It'll be longer than that, but, but hopefully we'll be we'll be out. Okay, so I wanted to start off by reviewing the Sermon on the Mount, since we've taken a little break from Matthew the last four weeks. Uh, I really just want to highlight the the main point of what I think Jesus' sermon was about, and that's he wants truth in the inward parts. Um, yeah. there's, there's a lot about how we should act in there, and uh, don't discount that, but I think it all goes back to the right action from, from what's in here. Yeah. So to recap, uh, Matthew 5 starts with the blessings or the beatitudes. I don't know why we say blessed. Uh, it literally just means blessed. Uh, so if you weren't here for those sermons, you should definitely uh, look them up on YouTube or just read the originals of Matthew. Uh, but I'll sum them up with those with truth in the inward parts will be blessed. Um, next, Jesus starts talking about the law and fulfilling the law. This is always a little hard for me to understand, but I'm just going to say that Jesus isn't reinterpreting the law. He's just stating what Moses said way back in Deuteronomy 10, uh, 12 through 16. So uh, 10, 12 through 16, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart and love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them. You above all peoples, as you are this day, circumcise therefore your heart and be no longer stubborn. So Moses wants the Israelites to have truth in the inward parts that leads to right action, um, not just right action. Jesus is doing the same thing Moses did. before you ask. Um, Not only does he know what you need, but he knows what you need better than you know what you need. So, so quick recap of the new material. If you aren't praying, you should start. Don't worry about doing it right. Remember, it's when you pray, not if you pray. Uh, Two, don't be like the actors whose outward practice doesn't reflect what's inside. And three, God is in a slot machine that you can flatter And manipulate for personal gain. But he is a good father. He knows what you need before you even ask. Amen. Okay, so I'm almost done, but I want to finish with two things. The first is going to be what are the stakes? And the second will be some tips, um, kind of how I've grown in my prayer or learned how to pray. Uh, But first, what are the consequences of getting it wrong? What happens if we don't circumcise our hearts um, and have truth inside? I think Jesus is pretty clear that we can't have both the reward of men. can only serve one master. Um, So it seems like the stakes are pretty high. Josh always says eschatology, or your view of the end, drives discipleship. In this case, your eschatology would drive your own self-discipleship. So that's the why, and now I want to kind of briefly talk about the how. So before the last couple of years, I would say that my personal prayer life and my time personally in the scriptures would be in between zero and non-existent. <laughs> um, and I grouped those two together, so prayer and being in the Bible, because for me, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I kind of started by wanting to read the Bible more, and then prayer just kind of naturally jumped in there as well. So, um, anyways. And before I get all preachy and tell you saints how you should pray, I want to recall the modern definition of of hypocrite, the one where a person doesn't practice what they preach. Just know that if Jesus were preaching to me, if I were at the Sermon on the Mount, you would be using the modern definition, uh, because, uh, boy, do I not always practice what I'm getting ready to preach. So if you're feeling convicted or anything, just know that it's not as much as I am. Okay, so now that I've admitted that, um, I want to walk through some practical ways that have helped me obey Jesus in the past. So first thing, probably the biggest thing for me was set an alarm. Um, it's not a fun one to do, but it's probably the most effective for me. Uh, so it doesn't mines in the morning because that's when my house is quiet and I'm by myself. Uh, Sam sometimes wakes up, but I don't think that invalidates my secret. Morning, so. uh, <laughs> but uh, set it, just set aside a specific time. It can be your lunch, your I don't know. Right before bed, I I think it's best for me to do it in the morning first thing before I, the cares of this world take over. Um, and with me doing it in the morning, what's really helpful or what it's really forced me to do is uh, be diligent the night before because yeah. if I stay up later yeah. when that alarm goes off, it's much harder to wake up. So uh, just overall disciplining my life and making it a problem and again, set an alarm, because if you don't, you'll forget, or I will forget. So set an alarm. Next piece of advice is that if you're just starting out, like I did, and um, you don't know what to say or what to do, just use someone else's prayers. Oh. So it's not plagiarism if you mean it. Hmm. Unless you're writing a paper. paper. <laughs> and then it's still plagiarism. So, But for praying, just steal, steal a godly uh, man or woman's prayers uh, and read through them. I started out by uh, doing a daily devotional that would come out Monday through Friday, and it would have a prayer from someone, someone in the church in church history at the end. Um, and sometimes I would literally just read it; like that was my prayer for the morning. When I would just read it, uh, but usually what would happen is by the second or third day, so by Wednesday or Thursday or or Tuesday, I wouldn't just read it. I would kind of like read it really slowly and ruminate on each line and try to um figure out what they were praying for and align my heart with with what they were praying for because i figured they were probably more knowledgeable than i was (laughs) what what i should be praying for so um that would be what i would say and don't worry about the repetition like i said Uh, As long as it's true in here and and you have right action, and if you're in secret, it probably is true, because why else would you wake up in the morning? (laughs) Um, So, if you don't know what to pray, steal somebody's prayers, basically. Amen. Uh, The Lord's Prayer is great to steal.
1: (laughs) So, uh,
0: I still do that. I don't do the devotional anymore. I really just find something in the Scripture, the Lord's Prayer, Um, and again, it's not just mindlessly reading the Lord's Prayer, it's... Slowly going through the Lord's Prayer, each line, kind of like what we're going to do, Josh and, Josh and Reese are going to do over the next couple of weeks. But trying to align my heart with, with each line of that prayer um, is really fruitful for me. So, Or picking a, a prayer that one of the apostles prays at the beginning of their, or end of their letters. Uh, they're all over. There's, they're great. Um, so the main point here is if you don't know what to pray, don't let that keep you from praying. Just, again, steal somebody. So. Okay. My last tip is to be ready for some warfare. Yes. So the great deceiver and his demons don't want you to pray. First and foremost. So the first time you set your alarm for five forty-five in the morning and you wake up in the dark, uh, they're going to start attacking your thoughts. <laughs> At least they did mine. They're going to tell you that your puny prayers are useless. That it's a waste of time. That no one is even listening to you they're going to try to tell you that sleep is more important or that you have too much to do that day Um, so I know those thoughts ran through my mind and I'm guessing they probably ran through or have ran through or run through some of yours but I also know this um, I know that if I can push through those thoughts that it feels right to wake up early and before I do anything else in the day to pledge my allegiance to the God of Israel to repent of my sins to petition God for my daily bread to ask for his strength and his spirit to keep me in right standing throughout the day to thank him for Jesus' work on the cross and to petition him for his soon return and the redemption of his creation and I know that even if I don't feel it, if I do that daily in secret, whatever secret looks like, I think God honors my obedience and he sends his spirit and he starts to change my heart Um, so If you haven't pledged your allegiance to the God of Israel, if you haven't repented of your sins against Him, if you haven't trusted in His work on the cross to be your salvation when He returns, um, I urge you that today is is the day to do that. So you can talk to me, Josh, an elder, or really anybody, um, any member of the church. Uh, So in summary, when you pray, if you're only going to do it in one setting or one way, do it in secret. And with a sincere heart. And remember that God is a good father. And he knows what you need before you even ask. Okay, so after all that, Josh said I have to pray publicly. So, <laughs> so please bow your heads. Uh, dear God, thank you for your help today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for letting us gather. Um, thank you for putting it on Josh's heart to ask me to pray or to, to preach today. Thank you for the conviction of your Holy Spirit. Um, I ask that you expose any part of of us that's unrepentant. Uh, We ask that you cause our hearts to yearn for your presence. We thank you that even when we were your enemy and still sinners, you sent your Son to die on a cross for us. Thank you for your mercy. Help us to have a single vision and set our days fully on the age to come. Let us live today in light of that day, in light of your day, the day when Jesus returns. And let us put our hope not in the rewards of men, but keep us on the narrow path. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Let's stand. Amen. i In You, I wanna be. I wanna be unmovable and unshakable. So let my roots grow down deep. Unmovable and unshakable. God, we wanna be that someone, man. I wanna be unmovable and unshakable. Let my roots grow down deep. Unmovable and unshakable. I want to be unmovable. I want to be unmovable and unshakable. To let my roots grow down deep. Unmovable and unshakable. I want to be like a tree. If I This is our prayer. We wanna be, wanna be unmovable, unshakable. Let my roots grow down deep. Unmovable, unshakable. God, plant us deep. I wanna be unmovable and unshakable. Let my roots grow down deep. Unmovable, unshakable. I wanna be like a tree. a double-minded man. God, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But I want to be like a tree. Not double-minded. Oh, Jesus. I want to be unmovable. I want to be unmovable and unshakable. Let my roots grow down deep. Unmovable and unshakable in You, God plants us. I wanna be unmovable and unshakable. Let my roots grow down deep. Unmovable and unshakable in You, I wanna be like a tree. And I wanna be like a tree for Jesus by. Time unmovable. I want to be unmovable and unshakable. Let my roots grow down, unmovable and unshakable. In you. I want to be found faithful. I want to be found faithful. anchor us. Blessed is the man. He'll be like a tree. He'll inherit eternal life. The wicked will will be blown away and burnt up like chaff, God, but those that are planted are blessed. So, Lord, we ask now as a response to the word of God that uh, you would give us a renewed energy um, to pray and plant ourselves, God, to open up the scriptures. God, you alone have the words of life. You alone have the words of life. You alone have, have the Torah, the instruction to get planted. You are the wise one. You're not the scoffer. You're not the unrighteous, God. You are the wise one. The righteous, we want to be found faithful before Your eyes. We want to be planted before You.